and welcome to Jetbangers Fallout. Probably loud as always. It always is loud at the beginning. Uh, on today's show, we have Ian Murray, uh, known as uh, Butch Bastard to some, uh, singer, songwriter, uh, friend of mine from Seattle. Uh, although we didn't know each other in Seattle, we met down here in LA. Um, before I get into it with him, we uh, have some updates here on the zigzags. Uh, the zigzags. It's zigzags, not the zigzags. And anytime uh, I get an email saying the zigzags, I immediately, annoyingly correct the person uh, who sent that email by saying it's zigzags. Uh, we're heading out for Levitation uh, Festival in Austin which is going to be uh, November 9th, and uh, everybody's playing that thing. I think like everyone from Devendra Bonhart to High on Fire to Angel Olsen, which I think is one of the Olsen twins or the third one or uh, or one of the Baldwin brothers. I'm not sure. She's somebody. Uh, but we're driving out and back. Uh, we're we're going to do a circle. We're going to loop in... Uh, new orleans and come back so uh november 1st we're in phoenix at the american legion hall and thanks to the guy on instagram who wrote that uh that place was a shithole and that he was scared to go there and get knifed and that i should have done a better job booking my own tour so uh thank you for pointing that out um i'll let our booking agent me know in the future not to uh do that uh november 2nd we're in bisbee arizona for the first time ever at the quarry November 3rd, we're in Juarez, Mexico, uh, at Pato de Perro, which means uh, Leg of the Dog, I believe, um, with Diz Brew, band from there that we've met over the years, uh, killer young kids. Uh, then we got a few days off, and uh, we'll probably try to go to Marfa or something interesting along the way there. Uh, November 7th, we're in Houston at Rudyard's with R.I.P. from Portland. I call them RIP. Someone last night said they were RIP. Uh, November 8th, we're in Dallas at the Gas Monkey Live. Uh, that's the club version of Gas Monkey Garage or whatever that show's called. Um, so it's um, it's not the uh, it's not diners, drive-ins, and dives. It's uh, it's a show where they restore cars, I believe. And they also have a uh, club that I think used to be used to be a Toby Keith's Bar and Grill. Toby Keith's, I love this Bar and Grill, um, which is now Gas Monkey Live. Eleven uh, ninth, we're at the aforementioned Levitation Festival at Barracuda. Look online for the time slots. I think it's a three p.m. show. It's the Writing Easy Records Showcase. Acid Kings playing Warish, The Well, Blackwater, Holy Light, Us. Um, uh, not R.I.P. They're playing another show. Um, someone else is Here Lies Man. Eleven uh, eleven November eleventh November uh, New Orleans at Poor Boys. Um, November 12th, we're in San Antonio at the 502 Bar. November 14th, we're in El Paso at the Monarch, which is maybe going to be the fourth or fifth time we've played there, which is great. Uh, and then uh, November 15th, we're in Tucson at the Owls Club with our friends Hoover 3. And then November 16th will be the last show of 2019 for ZigZags, and we will be in Mexicali at Taberna Labaran, which it will be our, I believe, third time playing there as well. The last time we played there was great. Um, the local kids uh, 
put a sombrero on my head, um, forced me to appropriate their culture on stage live in front of them. Uh, and uh, what I took away from that is that sombreros are much heavier than I thought they were. And I do feel bad um, for that little person that I hired uh, for the last Super Bowl to walk around with a sombrero on his head head filled with guacamole all right uh ian murray is on the show today uh butch bastard as i said uh guy from seattle hilarious guy uh guy I worked with at the at town pizza who i defended i defended town pizza on the mark Marin podcast wtf i'm sorry for the peas i have a different microphone today it's an sm57 for all you dorks that are wondering um, but I don't have my normal windscreen, so it's popping a lot. And I think uh, Ian got a lot of pops from it, too, because he uh, he was using the 57. I was on the 58 with the screen, but the 58 is down to practice space because we had a show the other night in Ventura, which I will recap on the next edition of Dead Bangers Ball. Thank you all for listening. Let's talk to Ian. Uh-huh. And uh, I was just like, eh, I don't... I'm not going to recommend this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I don't want to get involved in, you know. Yeah, you know that's funny. I have a, I have a list of, uh, I have a list of like people that I'm friends with, but like it, it's broken down on, uh, it's broken down as like people that I will uh, help them move and people that I will ask to help me move places, <laughs> houses. So like. I have really good friends, but I would never fucking, it's more that I wouldn't ask them to help me move because I don't want to be disappointed. Right. And then, and then if you've made it onto the, uh, I'm not going to help, I'm not going to ask you to help me move list. You're automatically on my, I'm not going to help you move list. I think like 30 is the cutoff age for, for for helping anyone move. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so like, they have to, you have to hire people at that yeah. point. I didn't even think about it at that point. For me it's like uh anyone who I would who I would help move would never ask me to help them. So hey, it works out for me. Anyone that you, Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I would only be willing to help people that would never ask me. Only uh you would only be willing to help people that are like mature enough adults to hire a fucking moving <laughs> company is what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's a good way to look at it too. <laughs> I think it's because I have a van that I, mm. that it, see, I got yeah, another 10 screwed. years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, see, you're, you're eternally fucked as yeah. long as you have that thing. Cause someone the other, I mean, someone yesterday was like, Hey man, can you move this thing? Like take this desk to, from here to here for me. And I was like, I mean, I do have a van. So it's like, it's kind of, it's just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. You're kind of a dick if you don't do it. I yeah, guess. Exactly. <laughs> What's what's that? What's the what's the equivalent? It's like it's like if I had like uh, if I was like a doctor and like one of our oh, friends yeah, was like, like sick. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, someone's kid like you know gets bitten by a snake or something. You're like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not at work right yeah, now. Come on, yeah, you know, like we're we're all over thirty here. <laughs> Take him to the fucking hospital. <laughs> Wait, you don't have insurance? <laughs> I wonder, like, that's got to be a thing, though, right? Like, if you, do you have any friends that are doctors? God, no. No. I, yeah. I have lawyers. We have lawyers that are from, friends that are lawyers. But, yeah. And I do the same thing with them, too. I do, I do uh, not just who we were talking about originally, but we, we definitely, uh, they're, like, there's 
guys that I hit up for shit and I expect it yeah. for free. I think, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I think the people that went into dental, I think they're the ones that really get hit up. For advice, like you're just like at a party and you're just like, hey, look at this. Can you? Just yeah, like- or just like, you know, I chipped a tooth and I, I don't have insurance and, yeah. come, you know, be cool, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who the fuck goes to the dentist, you know? Yeah. We went, <laughs> Jess and I went, my wife and I went to the dentist uh, a couple months ago and. Uh, Was it like a couple's dentist? Yeah. He's like a really amazing, uh, he's like a really amazing, uh, West LA, like very serious, very Jewish doctor with like a yarmulke and stuff, you know, all my doctors are Jewish. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, but I mean, same, like this guy's like full, like, like New York, like, I feel like I'm in New York cause he's just like full on. Is uh, he Hasidic? No, he's not Hasidic. He's just where I, I don't know. I don't know. He he wears a yarmulke. He's very serious and he's yeah. very professional and he's yeah. like very nice right. and like but like doesn't he he like I make jokes the whole time. He doesn't laugh at anything. He doesn't even like break character. Yeah, yeah. He's just there to get the job done. You know. Yeah. And I love going to him because it's like you don't want the doctor to be the one making the jokes, you know? Right. Like I like, I like to be the one in the chair. (laughs) See, my doctor's the opposite. He has like the driest wit Uh and like everything is a fucking joke, Uh but you don't realize it until he's been staring at you for five seconds. Right. And it's really kind of like unsettling. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel about it. I feel it's unsettling. I will say this. I, I did. I went to the proctologist one time. There you go. Congrats. <laughs> I went one time and he gave me the exam and he took his glove off and he had all this brown stuff on his fingers. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, oh, don't mind that. I was staining my deck. <laughs> that I actually really appreciated because it was like, it really, that's, that's the, that's the type of uh, doctor visit that you actually maybe want a little humor in. Cause I was so fucking nervous, you know? Yeah. My, uh, my dude had a good, had a nice zinger where. Was it he, a proctologist? No, not. <laughs> no. General practitioner. He was digging around in my ear. He was oh, like, okay. Oh my God. And so, and I, um, this is a really bad proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I just told him that my wife was pregnant and, uh, he, um, we're, you know, we're shooting the shit about it and he's digging around in my ear and he's like, Oh my God. And he pulls out this thing. That's like the size, a ball of wax. It's like the size of like a baby gerbil, I guess would be, um, the best metric. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he shows it to me or whatever. And he keeps talking. He's like, so do you have a name? And I'm like, oh, no, we're still kind of like weighing names. He's like, no, for this. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> it took all of my will to not jump in there. <laughs> um, oh, but all I was going to say is we went to the dentist and we, you know, it was like one of those things where like at the end they, they try to schedule your next appointment, you know? Yeah. And at the end of it, he was like, he was like, oh, it's been a while since you, you know, you guys have been here. I was like, I know it's been, it's been, it's been like a year and a half, two years. He's like, oh, it's been seven years. I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> me, man. Like, 
See, that's why you're still helping people move. I know. You're like seven years younger than you actually are. I'm living like I'm 21 years old. I really am. I mean, we're doing a podcast at fucking 6 p.m. on a Thursday, so I'm still at this. And I got an 18-year-old guitar player living with us right now. So we've been talking about Celtic Frost all day long, whether it's Celtic Frost or Celtic Frost. Uh, What's that, a band? Yeah, it's a it's a uh, and it's a different type. It's a different kind of music from what you're what gotcha. you're what you're listening. But speaking of, uh, it's a like a um, let me make sure I get this right. Swiss uh, metal band. Okay. Um, but they were like super influential with like the whole like black metal scene. You gotcha. Know? Um, he's really into them. I, I like them too. Um, you pl- you played a show last night. I did. How was that? It was. A classic, yeah, in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm tempted to even pull up like the email thread amongst bands in the venue, but yeah, it was like because I just got a text that's very similar to this. But I want to hear your story first. It was just like a classic case of overly ambitious band colliding with underly ambitious venue. Yeah, and they're like sending stage plots over, and they've got their own sound guy. Oh, the band. Yeah. Oh, the band that you were playing with. Yeah, that invited me to play. Yes, <clears throat> got it. Um, <laughs> sending over stage plots. They're like, we need five vocal mics. We yeah. need, you know. Um, and uh, the venue's like, oh yeah, no one's allowed to touch our soundboard. Right. And it's just like, oh, they wanted to bring their own sound guy. They were bringing their own sound guy. Wow. They're from Berkeley or something. They're on tour. Okay. And. <clears throat> Everything about it just like it gave me the sense that they had not been doing this for very long. Yeah. It's funny how uh it's funny how there's like this level of professionalism where you can tell uh how long a band's been doing it where it's like there's almost too much professionalism <laughs> oh, here. Oh yeah, they, So yeah. you can tell they haven't been doing it that long. Right. We ran into one of these bands before too uh, or a number of times, but one yeah. one that I really really remember <laughs> specifically. <laughs> Was it uh, my band Poor Moon that we? Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. That was like it was a similar thing. Where it's like, man, this this must be what uh, I, like venues felt when we showed up. I will say this: when we ran into you guys, that's that's when I first met you, actually. Right. And um, I don't know if that was your phone or my phone or the iPod or what uh, the fuck. I don't know. I've been hearing it lately. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. we, we incorporate the dog and everything in, in we'll, this yeah, podcast. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll check out, we'll check our phones out like to end the show. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. <laughs> but, uh, uh, we, we, when we ran into you guys on tour, we, the one thing that we noticed was that you were in like a sprinter van, oh, yeah. like a really like professional sprinter van, which oh, at, yeah. at that point I hadn't ever seen or played with a band that had one of those. Yeah. But having been in Europe a few times, I've been in some myself so now sure. I, now i don't think of it as such yeah a, it's such not a, quite as exotic yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to, now it's not just a dick move what i thought it was at the time <laughs> but 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 we played with you in, in in like a few shows and but i didn't really we didn't really talk at that time though yeah i uh yeah that was with like king tough and yeah and like philly and dc or something yeah something like that yeah definitely dc i remember that one for sure yeah i think that was the one we met you guys at that was poor moon, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that was a classic case of like, um, you know, they had fleet Fox's money. Right. And they had, but not the audience and not the audience. Yeah. Um, and they had fleet Fox's expectations or, you know, they were used to like certain, right. 
luxuries or not luxuries, but just like, you know, options and resources. Um, but it's like, you know, you shouldn't have more inputs than you have like pre-sale tickets. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. But there's more, yeah, there's more people on the stage than in the audience yeah. for sure. So that was what it was like last night then. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like that. Yeah. Um, maybe even more extreme. Yeah. They were very, uh, friendly though. Sure. But, I mean, everyone's friendly now. Yeah. You know, um, I got the text though today, like we went and saw, uh, uh, a buddy's band last night. Um, and we'll just keep all the names off the record here, but sure. Uh, uh, and he got, the, he texted me and, and said, uh, you know, he's like, I went to get paid. And then they were like, Oh, the, you know, the, the headliners guarantee all the money we lost money. So we're, we're not paying you anything, you know? And, and this is, this is the, this is a band that's like on the other end of the spectrum where, where they've been doing it so long that they're so professional as to not like expect anything. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's so sad, but even, yeah, even he was just like, he's like, he's like, fuck nothing. Like, like, I've never had this happen before. Like, I mean, I've had, I've had bad things happen before, but not, not at like a nice venue like this where they just go like, no, we're not, we're just not going to pay you guys anything. You guys or the opening band, we're just not going to pay, you know? It's really like if you, if you DJ a place, you get paid. Yeah. If you're like, everyone's getting paid except for the band. I think there's something to do. It's like the, the, the closer you are to having guitar, like the less money you're getting, the (laughs) the bigger your amp, the more shit that you bring, the bigger your drum set, the the more, the more you're going to take it in the ass or whatever, as far as getting paid. (laughs) But you show up with a fucking iPad and you're fucking walking out of there. Like you're buying around for the bar. I, uh, iPod classic, <laughs> get a few uncompressed files on there. Show some, show some photos. Remember I, iPod photo. That was like the second one. It was like, you could, you could put 40,000 photos on it. Like you could store, like you could store all the photos from your computer on this little, I, so I had like an iPod with a tiny screen and I could show people like photos on it, you know? <laughs> And this was back when it was like a 60 gig iPod too. It was like the second yeah. one. It was like crazy. It was, and that was when they were like, they didn't like gigs weren't worth money, I guess, or whatever. They didn't, they hadn't that figured that out yet. They were okay. like, Oh, we're just, yeah, 60 gigs, whatever. Now they're like, they're like two gigs. Right. You got to go up from there. It's more expensive. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. It's funny. But I guess all it did was fucking store photos. Didn't do it. They didn't tell you that it was just a hard drive. Yeah. Well, that was the thing with that. <laughs> it's a hard drive with a headphone jack. Class. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, actually. Yeah. It's now it's cool. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, those things go for like a couple grand now. I think on eBay. Yeah, I know, and I, I, I think I just fucking chucked mine. Of course, you know. Yeah. yeah not thinking. Well, they break down too. It, it was starting to work like shit, and that's why I got rid of it. Yeah. I mean, I had one of those zooms. Do you remember the zoom or zoom? It was called zoom. Yeah, uh, zoom. I, re- I remember the concept. That, that's not like Neil Young's thing, was it? No, that was the uh, Pono. I think it was called. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> fun to say. Yeah, I think it was. This was called like the Pono, and it was supposed nice. to be like the. It was supposed to hold like better quality MP3s or something yeah, stupid like that. <laughs> you can put whatever quality file you want on an on an iPod Classic. It just takes up more space, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
This yeah. Is, this is a really relevant uh, topic. I know. I feel like we're doing Joe Rogan all of a sudden now. Like, like that's all he does talking about fucking like, I've got this wristband that like tells me like, like when I get a boner or whatever, I'm smoking weed and eating edibles. Um, so anyways, uh, so, but how was the show though overall? Was it? It was cool. It was one of those, I just played as a duo. Okay. My drummer's out of town. Um, so I just play with a keyboard player. Yeah. Um, because when I saw you, and that was the only time I actually seen you as Butch Bastard, was, yeah, it, was yeah. it was a solo show. Yeah, yeah. No. I try and write everything so that worst case scenario I can play solo. Just that way I don't have to say no to anything. Yeah. You know? Um, but it was cool. It was like, so I have to play next Wednesday. Uh-huh. And I'm actually like on the hook for like getting people to the show. Right. So Is it like a pay to play me, thing? No, they're just like, uh, it's just like, you know, I'm the only band playing. Oh, okay. And I, you know, I want it to go well. Right. Whereas this was a show that I was invited to play. Right. <clears throat> but they wanted me to headline this show last night. And I was like, you know, I'll play whatever time slot, but you know, like, like this isn't, this isn't my show. Right. And I'm not going to promote it the way I, I would right. my show. Right. Anyway, the flyer comes out and it's like, you know, butch bastard. Yeah. Headlining. Um, but so basically I didn't tell anyone. Right. You know, I, right. I did sort of like a last minute gratuitous, like, you know, <laughs> post on Instagram or whatever. It's and, like when you, uh, you're like having like a dinner party or something. And then like, you have like that friend you don't want to invite. You just text him like 15 minutes before <laughs> going like, Oh yeah. Hey man, by the way, we're we, last minute, you know, you've been planning it for weeks. <laughs> That fucking turkey. Yeah, wait, wait. Yeah, that was you're smoking much a it. brisket. And you're just like, oh, hey man, we're just having a few beers over at the house. If you want to stop by, and he's like, oh man, fuck, I got to work. Like, ah, okay, man, see you next time. You know, that was pretty much it. Yeah. So I did not um, pull in a lot of people to this show. Yeah. Because I didn't promote it at all. Right. Um. But it was still fun, you know. Yeah. We still ripped it. I was kind of treating it as like a practice for sure. next week. Yeah. What's the um, show next week? It's at the Spirit Bar, which is like the new bar next to Sticky Rice. Oh, okay. Echo Park. Yeah. yeah. Um, I played there at Echo Park Rising. Yeah, because it's kind of a cool space. I saw that. They like, because they were like, oh, we're having shows behind Sticky Rice or whatever. And it was. Well, it, so they were doing it like in the lot too. But okay. also like two days before that festival, they turned the space next door into a bar. Right. So it's kind of like a similar to the love song bar or something. Right. Just kind of that size and right. Pretty easy to fill up. Right, right, right. Um but they're now they're trying so they're starting to do like I think they do jazz or something on Sundays. Mhm. Mm and so the dude hit me up. He's like we're trying to do one band a week. Right. Um just so every like you know, people will come and they just know that there will be a uh, a good band playing like one show one right. night a week. Right. So I think I'm the first person doing this. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking last night because we went to the show last night and uh, the, we went to the show that I that my buddy texted me about. I think I might have said that, but just like how I think as this town gets more and more kind of 
expensive and harder to live in. It's yeah. the it's the like the weeknight gigs are hard to get people to go to. I feel like yeah, and I don't know if that's just because we're like getting older too, and like our friends are harder to get out of the house or whatever. Be, yeah. But even like I feel like even like the kind of the young like bands that I hear about like that are hip or whatever they'll yeah. they'll still play like you know when they do play like a weeknight show at like the echo or some of these places, they have to play for free to get people to come out, you right, know? Right, right, and right. I don't remember, I don't, cause you and I are both from Seattle yeah. and I don't remember, I don't remember if this was the case, but I don't ever remember like free shows. And I also remember us going out every single night to shows, but, but I don't know if that was just cause we we're young and we were like fucking alcoholics and we were just right. like, and there's nothing to right, do up right, there right. and you want to go inside and you're going to always be in a bar regardless. But yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I've got no fucking idea. It's maybe it's a combination of all those things. Yeah. Now it's like, if it's like, I almost, unless it's like a, a, a show that I'm really like putting energy into, yeah. I don't even like expect there to be a cover. Right. You know, I'm just sort of hoping, hoping that I'll get a percentage of the bar. But that's what, yeah, that's what, you know, my buddy last night said, oh, I was going to go to the show. You want to go? And he was like, he's like, oh man, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's like, it's rough. He's like, I wouldn't even ask my friends to come if there's like a, if there's a cover charge, you know, <laughs> I guess we're part of the problem as far as like getting paid to like do this stuff, you know? Also, I think <clears throat> it's fucked up because there's so many just like industry people here that, aren't in bands yeah and the people making money off of the musicians are also like the le the people least likely to actually like buy your record right or they're gonna need a list spot if they're gonna come to your show it's like an easy they expect it to of. be free anyways you know yeah 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 so i think i think there's an ego thing because almost everyone is involved in music in some way it feels like yeah and uh to pay for it feels like beneath them, you know, they're right. used to like being on the list or sure. Or, uh, you know, getting the free record, you know? Right. Fuck. But you grew, you grew up in Seattle though. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm from Portland originally, but you, you were born in Seattle. Yeah. And yeah. So I remember when you, I think, I mean, I remember, I remember meeting you on that tour with the intelligence and when you, but I, but I didn't know you in Seattle and then I didn't yeah. see you again until, la when we were working at town, town pizza yeah. together <laughs> yeah dude just hilarious um but uh when uh i remember talking to you and when you first got down here and and i was like i was like you're the only uh you're only a black person i know from seattle i think <laughs> <laughs> i definitely i definitely uh you're like bill clinton <laughs> the first black president I definitely spent much of my time in the, in the central district. Yeah. You know, which is funny. Cause it was like when I, when I lived in Seattle, that was what was considered to be like the African American neighborhood. And then when I go back there, I'm like, where do you live? Everyone's like, Oh, I live in the central district. I'm yeah. like, of course you do. CD. Yeah, totally. It's a new development. It's called the central. <laughs> yeah. It's right by uh, uncle Ike's. It's like every other fucking city, man. Yeah. Very um, cool area. Great yeah. history. Cause when I grew up in Portland, my, dad worked in northeast portland 
which was like kind of the African-American neighborhood there and also yeah. like kind of the industrial area where all the print shops were and yeah. like, you know, this kind of like a real working class neighborhood. So that's where he right. worked. And so that's where I used to go visit him. Yeah. And then like when we first started playing shows like in Portland, like a few years ago coming up from L.A., it was like, where's the show? at? Oh, it's in Northeast Portland. Like that's yeah. where everybody, it's right, the, right, the, right. The, the gentrifiers roll in. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like when we were kids, like the idea of inner city meant like you know skid row or something right to think that like you know a neighborhood like the central district or something or echo park um you know like a a historic neighborhood with like beautiful old homes that's like two miles from downtown Mm -hmm. the fact that that was ever like an undesirable place to live is crazy yeah because now it's like Imagine like moving, being able to like buy a a house, you know, two miles outside of downtown in Seattle, like, you know, an old craftsman house and like, right. You know, as like a poor person, it's crazy. I mean, you know, growing up watching like when I was a teenager and like boys in the hood came out or whatever, Mm -hmm. and we were watching this and like thinking about like what in my like white kid like I, well, I mean i grew up in a fucking trailer park so i was yeah. growing up like actually we should, let, we should let the listeners know that i am white by the way <laughs> of course <laughs> uh uh but like uh <laughs> i was gonna take a picture of <laughs> prove it take your pants off prove it um but uh i grew up in a trailer park so i like uh, that's the uh the the white person version of inner city living i guess um but yeah. but uh you know like when i was a teenager i saw boys in the hood or something like that and i or i heard about like south central or i heard about like the riots or whatever you know in my mind like i pictured like what you said like inner city like super like Detroit, like broken windows, yeah, yeah. like, you know, just like yeah. graffiti Port- everywhere. Ported up train stations. And then I went, yeah. like, when I got down here, I was like, I was like, went, went to South Central. I was like, oh, it's just like a totally like nice neighborhood. Yeah. Like, it's like really, you know, it's got charm. And I met a lot of people from here and like a lot of like African American people that I've worked with down here that were like, they're like, yeah, it's like that, except for at night. Like, it used to be like real gnarly and, you know, you'd just hear gunshots everywhere and people yeah. would drive around and you'd see like the fucking skid marks in the middle of the road from, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. But like, and I could, I guess I could picture that, but like in my mind, it was totally different, you know? Right. And it's the same in the, the Seattle, you know, it was yeah. like, it was really interesting. I, I wonder what the, the story behind even that neighborhood is, like the Central District originally. Yeah, I don't actually know. Like, I know Garfield High School. Is that where you went? No, no, no. Okay. But, like, that's, that's I feel like that's sort of, like, the heart of the neighborhood. Right. And how did you, like, end up in that area? Or, like, how did you become friends? Like, with, uh, I think... Because what neighborhood were you in? I was, like, Capitol Hill. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's only a neighborhood over. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, proximity, but also I uh, I went to the Rotary Boys and Girls Club, like, every day after school. And that was on, like, 19th. And uh, I forget the cross street, but it was just, like, a couple south of Cherry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so I was just there, every, like, you know, almost every day as a kid. Right. Playing basketball and lifting weights or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's like anything you just, um, you know, 
make one friend and then become friends with them. You know, it's just Seattle's a weird place because it's like it's a big city, but it has a small town feel. You know, like yeah, you'll go out on a Friday night in high school and you start in you know you could start in on Capitol Hill and then wind up at Golden Gardens and Ballard and then you know <laughs> is that like a party like, spot Golden Gardens yeah, yeah. yeah and then how to and then hit up like you know Magnuson Park and, right you know it's like small enough to where like you're hitting all the neighborhoods I don't think that's what it's I'm sure that's not what it's like here. I have no idea what it's like to be a kid here, but yeah, I think I think, like I think kid, it is kind of yeah. like that. It, I mean, I you know, people that I've met from here, you know, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we would go like we'd go to Santa Monica and like meet up with our friends there and then we would dr- I, I think a lot of people which is weird to me is they were like we used to like hang out on the Sunset Strip all the time. Yeah. And like go to bars and right. like they used to let people in all the time and yeah, it was like yeah. people would just drive up and down the Sunset Strip all the time, which like right. now I can't even think of like anything like worse like to do, you know what i mean like i said people still do that but they're doing it in like fancy cars like i couldn't think of a yeah. teenager like what would be the fucking point of like driving up and down the sunset right, strip yeah. you know like it's fucking weird man. looking at like uh the saddle peak whatever that yeah, saddle uh, peak. saddleback lodge or whatever the fuck it's called uh, yeah just like yeah it, there's nothing about it that like it seems interesting to a teenager at all like no you know but 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 Golden Gardens for me when I lived in Seattle because I'd lived there a little bit later like that's where I would go fishing you know yeah <laughs> I never well, thought of it as like a party spot it was just it's funny because it makes sense <clears throat> I know Seattle in a way like worse than any city I've lived right because you know as an adult I moved to Oakland or L A or Portland or whatever and I immediately I'm like all right where are the bars where are the restaurants. And then people will ask me, like, hey, I'm going to Seattle, you know, where should I eat? And I'm like, <laughs> I bet my mom has, like, some string cheese in the fridge. Uh, you know, <laughs> she'll probably make something for you if you want. And, like, every place I hung out was a park. Right. You know, I-90 Park or Golden Gardens or fucking the parking lot behind the museum or the, you know. Sure. It's like this network of parks where you go yeah. and drink in the fucking frigid cold that's how i know like eastern washington is the same thing like it's yeah. like it's like i know all the spots like the delta and spied Isle spot and all these like there's a place called like beer bottle beach and these are like you know yes. places that you just would go as a as a teenager to get high or whatever you know yeah. in your car yeah yeah. and in, and i'm the same way with like portland because i grew up there but i, I moved out of there when i was like eight mm-hmm. and then when i came back when i would come back down from seattle like we would always just go to all the strip clubs yeah that was like the whole thing that you did whenever you went to portland right because yeah, yeah. it was like not weird at all it's not like weird yeah it's like they're good bars there were good bars and like that happened have to have strippers and steak and steak yeah <laughs> and steak and eggs or whatever yeah and uh and but like everybody and, wanted to go there yeah and women are there, like women are there in the crowd hanging out yeah. like like it's totally like a different mentality yeah so when we would go back down there we would hang out with our friends in bands or we would play shows and immediately it was always like well let's go to this strip club because they have like this beer or they have really good cheeseburgers or whatever they have and and it's close by and so we'd go there yeah you know and so then like when people would be like when we go back to portland now like my wife's like oh where should we go i'm just like 
uh we could go to the trailer park that i grew up in or we could go to this strip club that's like yeah. around the corner but other than that like i don't know where we can get like a nice salad you know like <laughs> yeah i, remember the, I don't know where we can get a smoothie at. the acropolis was like yeah. kind of the the big hitter and yeah. it's like that was the steak and leg special you go yeah you yeah. go there there's like 32 beers on tap yeah. <laughs> salad and, bar and yeah salad bar with like peeled hard-boiled eggs like just, <laughs> just exposed and like <laughs> that was back you could smoke in there too yeah so there's just like this open salad bar just like saturated with cigarette smoke <laughs> with just you know um well, uh, they have the women everywhere. And they have the steak and leg special yeah. there, so it would be like the eight dollars steak and eggs yeah. morning thing. So then you'd go there hungover in the morning, yeah. and whoever was working, whoever got the like nine a.m. Mm, shift, you prime. know, yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> insane. <laughs> and that that was another area where my dad worked was Milwaukee. You know, it's that part of Portland was the neighborhoods called Milwaukee for whatever reason, but I think it's a you know uh-huh. Native American term, but. Uh, um, but, uh, I remember like telling him, I was like, I said, oh yeah, we went to this, uh, we went to the Acropolis. He's like, you went to fucking Milwaukee. Like, why would you go there? You know, I, was like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, that's the worst part of the fucking city. You know, it yeah. was back in 79 when he was working. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but yeah. That's funny. Um, so yeah, but like the, but I remember like talking to you when, when, when you got to, uh, LA and we were talking about that because I, cause I didn't grow up in Seattle so you had a, a totally different perspective on it than I mm-hmm. did and, and I remembered like I was just noticing like when you so you made this album Butch Bastard yeah and this is your what do what they call that nom de plume or whatever they call that or, sure or, what do you call it uh, What's that means like pen name right? yeah right I yeah. think so yeah yeah pen name it's a yeah. character what is it uh, nom de plume or no 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 Butch, Butch Bastard. Bastard yeah it's just like uh uh, you know, it's like Iggy Pop or something. Okay, you know, yeah. or it's just like a, a name. It's yeah. not my name, right? Um, that sounds. <clears throat> I guess I picked it because it sort of sounds like a band, but it also sort of sounds like a, a person, mm-hmm. and it also kind of has the ring of like a old country singer, like you know Johnny Paycheck or something like that, or. Uh, like an old bluesman or like right. a rapper or something, right. you know. I definitely got the rapper thing because I know when we, when we were first talking, I know you were talking, you're telling me a lot about hip hop, and I and I sort of, I don't know enough about it. I'm like, I'm I'm like I'm like an old person with hip hop, like for me, me too. I'm like you, yeah. you are too. Well, I don't know like what the kids are listening to. Oh, I don't know what the kids yeah. are listening to, yeah. but I'm always constantly like trying to like. If when I hear something, I'm like trying to look it up really fast yeah, before yeah. I forget it. You know. Yeah, yeah. But but you grew up like listening to that though. Yeah, I don't know if it was like uh, I'm trying to catch up. I don't know if it was just like my specific like micro generation of. Um, but I mean, that was just like what well, kids listen to. What, what year did, when did you graduate high school? 2002. Okay, so you're a little younger than me, but yeah, like 90s hip hop though. Like yeah, 90s hip hop and R and B was like just what popular music was. Yeah, I mean. After, like, basically after Nirvana. Right. After the grunge thing. Right. It was just, that was just, like, what everyone I knew um, listened to. Yeah. Because I grew up with all the, all the kids that I grew up with in my neighborhood, it was kind of the same thing where it was just, like, it was just the, the kids that were happened to be in the same area were all, like, 
their parents were all Southeast Asian immigrants. Mm -hmm. And their older sisters that were a little older than us, they, that's what they listened to. So like they would bring home like the chronic and they would bring home like a lot of like Tupac and like, and dance around in the living room to that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like I'll tell people when I was like six, I had like the entire Ice T original gangster album memorized. Yeah. And that wasn't weird for a white uh, a white kid. Yeah. You know? Like that just I mean I was I had an older brother so I was I was a little sure early on that but um yeah, that's just what people were listening to. Right. You know, Wu-Tang or Tupac or... See, in the, the, like in the trailer park where I li- what lived, like the I had all these older like teenagers in the trailer park, and they were like listening to like Def Leppard mm-hmm. and and then started to get into like Metallica and Slayer a little bit later, you know? <laughs> that's just such a romantic image of like these trailer park kids listening to Def Leppard. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that's what the, I remember. They, and, but I was the same way where I had like every... I had like every lyric of like metallica from like kill em all memorized in like 1988 as an yeah. eight-year-old kid and like it, it's not to be like oh I, like i was cool you know or whatever i was ahead of my time you know yeah. it's just like that's what was around yeah, then. yeah, yeah. and and like i was so obsessed with it and my friends and i would like we would record ourselves singing the songs into the into the boombox or whatever, you know. You still have those recordings? I wish I did, yeah. <laughs> I remember a friend of ours moved away and me and my buddy sang the entire Metallica album into a boombox and then sent him the cassette, like, miss you. <laughs> that, remind, that reminds me of uh, a friend. What's the... Uh... Runaway Train. Who, oh God, Soul Asylum. Yeah, uh, that video used to piss me off so much. Was, oh yeah, with like the, the Runaway Girl or whatever. Yeah, uh, it just sucked. I, I had a friend who, um, famously made a uh, mixtape that was just front front back that song over and over again on Ugh. both sides. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> that was like one of those a, way, a waste of resources. They would try to put like, they would try to put that song like on like 120 minutes or even like sometimes they would slip in like soul asylum. Like, I don't know if they would slip it into like headbangers ball, but they would slip in some like equally like weak shit every once in a while. Yeah. Like they would put in like, um, uh, what's that fucking band from Seattle? Um, what was the band from Seattle? The metal band. Oh, Queensryche. They'd put They're on that. Seattle? Yeah. Jet City Woman. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Queensryche. No yeah. Queensryche. But they would, they had that song Silent Lucidity. I don't know. It was like this like kind of lullaby song. And it was like the weakest fucking song. And they would put it on Headbangers Ball every single night. And I would, every episode, it would drive me fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> I was telling, I was telling Jake, uh, he, uh, I had a friend who's from Bainbridge Island and he, uh, I've told this story before, but he had a, uh, he was listening to radio one time and he was listening to some like Seattle radio station and they were playing, uh, one by Metallica. Of course. And they played the song and right when it started to get to the like really thrashy fast part, they like yeah. cut it off and he called in to the radio station to complain. Uh-huh. He was like a kid. Yeah. And then like, he's like, he's like, 
the guy's like, hello, you're listening to the the end or whatever it was, you know, oh, he, like he made it on the air. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, you're playing uh, one and uh, it's right into starting to kick ass. And you guys like cut it off. I think it's really weak, you know? <laughs> and like, as he was saying that his mom gets on the other phone and she's just like, Larry. And he's like, mom, get off the phone. <laughs> and they use that as like a bumper ad and they, and they would play it on the, on the, on the radio all the time. And he recorded it off the radio and like would play it at school for his friends. He was really That's thrilled. So, um, but that was, a, I was going to say like, so when I went and saw you the other night and someone asked me, they were like, like, what, like, what does Ian do? Like, what does he sound like? Like what's butch bastard, you know? And, and I was kind of like, and I meant this in, in, in a good way. And I was just like, I was like the best way I could describe it was kind of like Everlast. <laughs> but not in a bad way. I was just like, there's like a hip hop element to it. Oh yeah. So I think lyrically that will always be. Yeah. Not Everlast, but but lyrically, um, <laughs> the, that it's rap the lyrics very much influences my approach. Yeah, um, as does like country or you know kind of older country. Sure, I just. Um, I mean, it is kind of you're playing like kind of a. I mean, you're playing like you did a Burrito Brothers song, but you kind of do like a country esque musical thing with this, but this like hip hop lyrical approach to it, yeah. which doesn't. I mean, no offense, but doesn't sound like it would be good, right? But yeah. I really no, fucking sound, dug as, it. And as, like, as yeah, as you're describing that, <laughs> sorry, I know why you're saying that, yeah. but I'm also like, God, I, I really hate the fact that like. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to roll with it, though, man, because I, I, I mean, but it just... I, I just I think what I like about um, rap music is that, like, you can't everything's kind of like at face value. Mm -hmm. um, just comparing it to like indie or like the, the sort of the indie bands that and that family that I've kind of emerged from where. Yeah. It's just this really like nebulous language of like, you know, mountain, ocean, railroad, shore, you know, all this kind of stuff that yeah. like sounds poetic, but isn't really saying anything. Yeah, I, I find I totally agree with you. And I find that shit really annoying. And uh, I feel like a lot of that is it's like you can throw like a ton of reverb and shit or delay on that stuff. And people just go like, oh, it's cool. It's pleasant. Yeah. Like, I don't have to think or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and when I saw you the other night, I found myself like really like, like I felt like I was watching uh, Dairy Girls or something with the with the uh, with the subtitles off. I was trying really hard to like understand what you were saying because I knew like <laughs> it was important to like get the words. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so I just I like, it. I and this is why I like old country music yeah. too, where it's just like the the lyrics actually matter, right? And you actually have to say something um, and be clever and poetic about it, you mm -hmm. know, um, instead of just sort of like space filler. Right. Um, but I, I, I think that definitely the, I, I can't, I can never take like the rap out of my lyrical approach. Right. Just because I, I think that's kind of like lyrics at their best are, in rap music, I think. And, and the, and again, not like coming from super ignorant about like specifics, but I do like pay attention enough. And I've watched like, you know, when 
I've watched people talk about hip hop music and, and critics and stuff like that. And I don't know if they're the best ones or what, but like Sway or some of these guys or like mm. even like Charlemagne the God or like these yeah. guys, you know, or Joe Budden, these guys like there, yeah. there's this whole, th- and I don't know if those guys are like cool, maybe not, I, but like there's uh-huh. a thing where you, it's expected that like they'll, they'll call you out. Like if your verse is like weak yeah, lyrically, totally. Whereas yeah. like no one's fucking calling out like an indie rock band for like, Oh, those lyrics are stupid. You know, yeah, like where, where they probably should be. Right. But, you yeah. know, or like I mean, and even like in metal, like if you're like doing like some like weak shit, like music yeah. wise, you'll get shit on, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I do I do have a like a respect for that, and in, in that like there's you have to come correct what uh, you know, as I say, um, That's with it. Very good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like because you're gonna get fucked with if you don't. Ex- yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. So that. that that's I think will always be in my lyrical approach. I mean, I I do have songs that are more like where the lyrics are more like song like. I mm-hmm. guess um, because I find it. I mean, I find I think you do it really well, and I find it really interesting. And it's like I I'm trying to follow along with even when I'm listening to your stuff, like not even live the time I saw you, but uh, just listening to it. I'm I'm really keyed in on the lyrics, mm-hmm. and then and then every once in a while I'm like. I'll, I'll think like, fuck that. Like that must've been hard to think of like how to make that word like flow in there. Cause like, oh, yeah. cause sometimes, you, I mean, you're speaking specifically about, uh, uh, ha- like how personal are the lyrics because, or is it stories of things that have actually happened or, um, I guess it kind of depends on the song. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess, it, like, do you, like, is there a specific song you're thinking well, of? Well, I was thinking of, uh, I was just watching the video earlier of uh, uh, You Ain't Half the Woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and there was, a, there was a line in there about, um, uh, like, East Side L.A. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's reality-based. Yeah, of course. You know. But um, it's just, I. but it it's one thing to have it be real or whatever, but to to actually put it in, in it, as a melody is, I find it to be the difficult part. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's funny that song is actually highly. That's actually a, a good song uh, to sort of like break down my influences. Uh huh. But like, <clears throat> so sort of the the chord progression is, was largely inspired by Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm fantastic guitar player yeah yeah we always talk about johnny mitchell like that's like a that's a a big conversation in the van like on tour about like what amazing like musician she so basically i took like her tuning yeah her tuning is insane and then like a couple of those chords and then built from that and then like the feel was sort of like uh i wanted it to be like uh benny and the jets Mm -hmm. and then like the lick kind of the hook in between was like a uh sort of like a, a dr dre explosive thing yeah and then like the kind of the intro uh melody is like a uh a um marvin gay song that i know because uh three six mafia sampled it right and then um 
the lyrical approach is like is totally bob dylan right like i i uh, there's a lot of bob dylan in there for sure yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and i mean that in a good way because i like i've come i came to bob dylan super late and now i have yeah. like a crazy like respect for it that i didn't have when i was younger yeah you know? he's like he's my 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 number one dude yeah like by far and i like i like the i like the fucking like later stuff for some reason oh yeah that's like the stuff that i like infidels i love yeah i love like comparing him to like the stones or something where if they they're playing a show in 2019 uh the stones are just like 100 percent focused on giving you what you (laughs) want yeah and Dylan is just like 100% focused on like letting you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've seen him a couple of times and, and, and I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I'm a, a, an expert enough or know enough to, to, to be able to be disappointed by Bob Dylan. But I did yeah. see, uh, we went and saw, uh, David Crosby the other night up oh, in, really? in Big Sur. Oh. Uh, at the Henry Miller Library. Oh, that must have been cool. It was amazing. Yeah. And Jess had, my wife had done an article with him, and so she had gotten, you know, passes on this friends and family list. But but we got the printout, you know, and they were very expensive tickets to go to this really intimate show. Yeah. And it was a lot of like, uh, it was a lot of like, all right, we're going to play another new one. And I was just like, oh, man, like, <laughs> I'm like... For me to be here, like, and in, yeah. in this beautiful spot and to be here for free, yeah. essentially... Go right ahead, sir. But like, if I had paid two hundred fifty dollars yeah. to be here, and you're just like, ah, right, we're gonna do another new one, and then yeah. it was like, and then it was like, ah, this um, this woman, uh, she's from Toronto, and uh, she's gonna play one of her songs now, and then it was just like this woman doing like this like Canadian white woman jazz song, like going like, damn it, Janet, don't you come down to my world, and, and Jess is like, oh my god, this woman's dressed like a bank teller. What the fuck are you watching? You know, that reminds me one time. When, when I was still in Seattle, uh, Jonathan Wilson uh, hit me up like, "Hey man, I'm playing with Jackson Brown tonight at uh, Benaroya Hall. Come down." So like we go to the show, and uh, J Dub's like playing bass in the band, mm-hmm. but, but then they, he, you know, then Jackson's like, "Oh man, we got some really special." you know guest you know you think he's gonna bring out like glenn fry or something you know it's like kim fail yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know j-dub and like yeah just like dudes playing in the band which, sure the which session is, guys yeah yeah and they're good they're and all they're, rippers so oh, it's yeah. like yeah you want those guys but it's like the the 70 year olds in the crowd aren't really trying to hear like j-dub's no new song or whatever that's the, everyone in this crowd this crosby show who could afford tickets they were all like 70 years old you know yeah. and it's in big sur and it's like yeah, they yeah. don't want to hear the new the keyboard players song yeah. yeah but like at the same time the crowd was so enamored with jackson yes same that thing they're, that they're just like give whatever it to me. yeah give it to me i want to see this dude's song right you know and then like jackson hops on bass and like it's fucking cool as shit that he runs it like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and Jonathan is totally aware of like, you know, uh, yeah, he understands what's going on. Sure. There, you know, yeah. he's like one of the most badass musicians I've ever seen, but like, he knows like wh- what the people came for. Of course. But like, yeah, that's a, that's a funny situation. These older dudes, you know, they're trying to like 
curate this night of like exciting new music and everyone in the crowd just wants them to like play the song that they wrote 40 years ago with people that they don't talk to anymore i know and yeah and people that they hate you know like fucking hate yeah i know (laughs) well that was the thing is i took a photo of uh david crosby and i put it on uh on our like little instagram and it it just said like david crosby or as graham nash calls it a dick pic It's like, yeah, they don't like, they're not friends with like, yeah. it's not friends with those guys anymore, yeah. you know, that's, that's funny. I didn't think of it that way, but, um, uh, yeah. So, um, it, and then the other thing I was going to ask you about going back to Butch Bastard and I mean that all, I, I think it's really interesting because, um, you know, if you were to just go like, and there's a lot of people that do this, like that you could just go like, I'm going to sound like Bob Dylan mm-hmm. and then. And could be very popular. Yeah. And then anybody that like knows music would just be like, this guy's just fucking doing a Bob Dylan right, thing. Right, and like, right. why the fuck would I want to always listen to Bob Dylan? But then there's a lot right. of people out there that don't listen to Bob Dylan. They're like, oh, this is, it's like, have you seen this fucking trailer for this movie yesterday where everyone like wakes up and no one knows the Beatles Dude, or whatever? I, I watched the movie you, on the airplane. It? Oh God. It's, uh, Did you walk out? <laughs> I walked out of the airplane. Yeah. That's yeah. my, that's my joke. <laughs> that's good. That's my movie joke. Um, it is, uh, it's not great. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I'm a sucker for those kinds of movies. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like you cried. Fuck no. But like, (laughs) I, I was definitely locked in, Yeah, you know, because I have like pondered that concept before. Like, what if I just traveled back in time and wrote stairway to heaven? Right. Before they had a chance to, but right. I saw some, before uh, the band Tarkus did that, uh, Jimmy Page stole the riff from. Is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> exactly? Well, yeah. What if I went back? Yeah. And, and from wrote stole it from Randy all California. The, all the songs. Yeah. On Just like Jimmy Page did, and Jimmy Page stole them from me yeah. instead of all those blues artists. Exactly. Um. But it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. It's it's not a great flick, but someone made it made a point of like, and they do kind of like touch on this in the movie, but I don't know if I saw this on Twitter or, or something, but yeah. someone was like, you know, take this premise, you know, the Beatles never existed. One person knows the song, right? Goes out, pl- plays Obla Obla D Obla Da without building up years of goodwill, and just gets booed off the fucking <laughs> stage. <laughs> <laughs> but they kind of touch Play, on that. Plays birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Say it's but your birthday. They kind of touch on that smartly in this movie. Where yeah. like when this guy first starts doing this, you know, he's like playing Let It Be at the coffee house and just like no one gives a fuck. You right. Know? Um, right. So I, I appreciated them doing yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, that guy, that's the guy that made Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. I mean, I like that film too. And like I, like I said, man, I'm a total like like i don't want to watch that film because i know i'm gonna like it and yeah. so like i and i'll feel like stupid because i like that kind of stuff like yeah. i t- i totally was just like weeping at uh, uh what was it uh star is born the like the lady gaga one I'm that just, was i was so disappointed with how much i liked that movie yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what i'm saying so, like, i was so and... upset with myself like i was I so excited to go in and just like shit fucking on it. hate it yeah. and just like pick apart society yeah. for liking this movie so much and then i'm like god man what's when's that gonna come out on hbo <laughs> <laughs> gotta run that one back i gotta book a flight on delta or on uh, southwest here just so i can see another <laughs> they don't have movies on southwest i don't think but um delta does oh yeah delta does yeah, yeah. virgin airlines um the uh 
what I was going to say though is like I think that's cool when you take a bunch of different like influences like that from Joni Mitchell to like a Dr. Dre to Marvin Gaye to Bob Dylan and you create something because I think like there's this weird idea that you're going to somehow like in 2019 with a fucking guitar like make this like amazing original right piece yeah but there's a lot of people that just like kind of are just copying like one artist or whatever like right. and, it's, and it's very obvious and yeah. then and then and then but the way to do it is to like f- like like as a painter to like take from all the best or a filmmaker take from all the best stuff and like come up with something new you know versus right i mean what did you see the joker movie uh, I'm I'm going tomorrow. Oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah, I'm talking about that one though. But that one's one of those ones where it's just like it's okay, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I like Stars Born better, but, um, <laughs> but 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 I find that you know I think that I, I I can I can see that in your in your stuff as far as like I can see all the influences like and like it's like you're doing you they're definitely I picked up on the hip hop thing, but then also you did the. Burrito Brothers song, uh, mm-hmm. Hot Burrito Number Two or something like that. I can't remember uh, what it was. Number one. Or number one. Oh, number yeah. one. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I got that part of it too, and I always think about the 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 lyrics of of country music too, and how important that is. And have you been watching that country music documentary? Yeah, the, yeah I'm only. Yeah. That's fucking depressing too, man. It's just like how gnarly everyone had to live. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. If you like that, you should. Is it cool to plug another podcast? Yeah, yeah. On? Did you ever have you ever checked out Cocaine and Rhinestone? Oh yeah, I love it. I love that one so show. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, I actually wrote to him because it's David right. Anko's son. Yeah, and I wrote to him and because uh, I was just asking, I was totally asking him just like kind of nicely, like how did how did he get the rights to all this music? You know? Yeah, I wondered that. He doesn't. And he was just, just like, just does it. he just does it. Yeah. And he just said like, you know, I haven't had a problem. And if anyone does, I, I tell them, you know, that it's, that it's sort of documentarian and that I'm just kind of exposing people to it. I'm not using it to sell anything, right. which I totally think should be the case, especially yeah. in that case. Yeah. But I was just kind of curious how he did it because I've seen other people like blatantly use shit like to promote stuff and and i'm yeah. like you can't do that you yeah. know but the way he's doing is super respectful and and i and i think he should be able to do it and i was just curious if he had any problems and he just wrote me back and said that he didn't or whatever but yeah. i love that show that shows me i can't wait for it to come back i know it sounds like he just he has to put so much work into yeah it. it's all research or whatever and i was know? actually like concerned when this ken burns thing when i found that this was coming out i was like oh no is this gonna kind of like replace the need for cocaine and rhinestones but then as as i watched it i was like this increases my need for cocaine and sure because after listening to that podcast everything in the ken burns things just seems so surface level right you know right it's an overview of everything yeah i mean it's really well done and the jazz one is amazing too and i loved the baseball one when i was growing up and you know i love all i love all that stuff because i mean for if you're trying to get like somebody to watch it, I mean you're not going to fucking watch an hour and a half on Harper Valley PTA. But if you're exactly. driving to Ventura, it's it's a really good thing to listen fucking to. You know, is, like, yeah. it's amazing. And and I love yeah. you know it's funny. I tried to turn on so many people to that podcast, and a lot of people were turned off on his like delivery, the way that he talks. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. I it's like if you get used to it, it's it's just like the the information's so interesting. And I grew to appreciate it because it's just I mean it's just the voice of like a nerd, right? Yeah. And, I guess so. And and then uh 
juxtaposing it against his father. Yeah. It's like I saw him play with like, David Allen Coe. Yeah, he plays with him, right? Like yeah. you saw him live? I saw him live with uh-huh. David Allen Coe about ten years ago yeah. at the knitting factory when it was in LA. Oh yeah. And we went and it was like it was one of the loudest shows I've ever been to. Really? Like insanely loud and David Allen Coe's wearing like has a has one of those like dime bag Daryl guitars with like Confederate flag on it. And oh, he's Jesus. Just, he's sitting down and he's just talking about kid rock the entire time and then just oh blasting God. your fucking ears to death. It was, it was like <laughs> insane. It was like heavy metal like country. Whoa. Like it was so gnarly. But uh is it Tyler? That's his name? Tyler yeah. Manco? Yeah. yeah. He was on uh he was on like guitar on that. I think he was guitar like rhythm yeah, guitar or yeah. something like that. Kind of yeah. keeping it together or whatever, you know. And but I think yeah. his sister was doing the merch table because there was like this girl over there, like this cross-eyed girl, just like kind of staring ahead the entire time, like teenage girl. And she's like, "It's got to be his fucking daughter," you know, like what, or his wife, or his wife. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on with David Allen? He doesn't like to talk about his dad either. I think. No. Yeah. yeah. He he definitely steers away from that one. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate his. Uh, he, the passion comes through. Well, I think that, that, that like, so you made this movie too, and, or yeah. it's like a kind of an extended music video movie montage of yeah, all yeah. the music. And yeah. I'm not a man that was titled after the, the album title. Yeah. And I kind of, and, and watching uh, some of the videos and stuff too, like, and I feel like the butch bastard character or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, uh, you have this kind of, uh, reminds me of, uh, a lot of that country sort of stuff in that it's kind of this like down and out, like kind of what to do with yourself during the day, like finding like a stubbed out cigarette in the ashtray kind of, kind of thing, you know? Totally. And so like, where, like, where did that kind of aspect of it come from? It reminds me of, do you ever see the film fat city? Um, uh, it's a John Houston film. That's anyways, it's about boxers, but, um, takes place in like Bakersfield, you know, what, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, where does it come from? I, I think it's just, um, I don't I think it's just a lot about being like depressed, Yeah, you know, just kind of working through that stuff. Yeah. Um, cause you're a pretty funny guy. Like you're pretty like up whenever I see you. Yeah. And I think that's all kind of like, um, I don't, yeah, it, a lot of it is just about sort of being depressed and, um, I guess just being sort of like aware of the situation you're in, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, I mean that, that short film starts with me working at a pizza place, right? Just like totally dejected, you know? Right. Um, so I think that's just large, like in a way that's kind of, that's kind of the muse is just like, um, uh, a disappointment with, life in general yeah. you know um that's or, a hard thing to hold on to though you don't want to hold on to that yeah but i mean that's kind of why you get it out yeah in the music you know yeah and i think people relate to that you mm-hmm. know I, sure you know i'd rather listen to someone talking about that stuff than you know there's a party on the rooftop tonight you sure know? yeah um so i just think that's largely my personality and my sense of humor is kind of like uh, self-deprecation or just you know being kind of overwhelmed by what life throws at you and you know your your ambition versus what you've actually accomplished and right and you know also 
probably also a lot of it comes from just being like an actual marijuana addict if mm-hmm. there's such a thing from the time you're like a, a baby <laughs> do you still smoke weed right now hardly man hardly like hardly at all right um but you did yeah like teens 20s yeah. it was like um it it was i was like a, a marijuana junkie right you know yeah like no i can't come out and do anything because like i would have to stop smoking weed for a while really um but it's funny, like the legality of it and my use of it are like complete, like opposite trajectory. Totally. I know and now that it's like available, I'm just like, nah, no thanks. And it, it's too fucking strong. It's now, so anyway. funny. Like, I know it's, it's, it's way too strong for me. I never was like that into it. There was like a brief period in high school where I was really like, cause I lived in, you know, I lived in a boring town. It was small town. And when the first time I got high, it was like the first like time that I like totally cliched, but like sort of like felt like free or felt cool or like felt like i was on my own you know when i was like 14 getting high and just like walking to the fucking 7-eleven at like two like midnight or something Mm. like that you know and just being like so so boy alberto's pep sticks uh, banana like banana flavored quick you know like (laughs) milk or whatever you know like just just like stupid shit like that was just like so exciting because i was so bored up to that point you know yeah and uh and so I never really had that. I never really was like obsessed with it, but I had like moments where I was like really into it as a kid. And I remember we we played a show like like a year ago in Portland or something like that. And this guy came up and he had like he had brought all the record covers, all of our records, and he wanted them us to sign them, you know, mm-hmm. just the sleeves. And so he hands it to me and I sign it and then he immediately hands me this like crazy joint like in the tube and it's got like the flavors and it's got like all the THC levels on it. It's got all this information. I'm like, cool. And then like the bass player signs one, he hands him a joint and then we sign. He just keeps handing us these massive joints every time we sign an autograph. Yeah. At the end of the show, I had like six of them, like six, you know, test tubes in my (laughs) hand, you know? Yeah. And I was just like looking at like, what the fuck do I do with this? You know, yeah. like, and like, I was like, God, you know, like when I was like 16, I would have paid someone like $500 for this. Oh you know, I would have been the like, coolest guy in school. Like yeah. now I'm just like, ah, just throw it with the other ones, you know, <laughs> like throw, throw it in the fucking glove compartment. Just yesterday or the day before, you know, Mitch, Yo, who yeah. also worked at town. Love Mitch. He, uh, he was in town for a couple of weeks and he was staying at this Airbnb by my house. Mm-hmm. And I go over there, and we go in the back to sit on the porch. And in, in like, the garden of this Airbnb, I guess, like, complex with, like, nine units in there, there's just this fucking gigantic marijuana plant that's, right. like, ready to be harvested. Right. No and one cares. Like this... People would have been killed. Yeah, I know. For people half of it. People were fucking killed. People are in for, prison for that. Oh, my God. For, yeah. for like, half of what's on this fucking plant. Oh, yeah. And I just sort of look at it, and I'm like, huh. That's cool. Cool. You yeah. know, and I'm like, should I clip some of this? Right. Nah, whatever. Yeah. No. I know. But, you know, I mean, like, like, look, turn behind, like, that green bowl right there. That's just all weed. Like, you know, like. Just and, like, oh, fuck. I and it's just shit it. that people left at the house, you yeah. know, that came over, you know. Yeah. like it just has, like, no fucking value anymore, you know. 
meanwhile like as a kid you you know you like all get together and get like 20 bucks together yeah make a pipe out of aluminum foil or like a can or a fucking See, apple or something is, again it's still sort of the way i think about it yeah so when it comes in this like flashy packaging with this name i'm just like i don't this isn't like what this ever stood for. No, for me, you know, like I, I agree, man. And I think that, and I'm like totally fine with like the le- legalization of it. And I don't think yeah. anyone should go to fucking jail. That's Jesus for sure. Christ, like yeah. that's fucking ridiculous. But like, you know, like I read these things where they're just like, Oh, there's all this like pesticides in this thing. And they tested it. And it's just like, as soon as it yeah. like gets corporatized, it's like, it's fucking Coke now, you know, yeah. it's like it, right. Coca-Cola. It's just like, not good for you anymore, you know? Yeah. And the, the packet, like the packaging is just so over the fucking top, man. It's but then crazy. there's people that are doing it really well now. And so then they're making all this money because they're like, got like hipsters, like, like me or whatever going like, Oh, that's cool. Like it's like yeah. a minimalist design, you know? Or whatever. Yeah. I actually bought like a, like a little clone plant. Yeah. Uh, like a year or so ago. Yeah. And just like grew it on my patio. Yeah. And it was the fucking best because the end was result was just like a bunch of shitty weed, right? Which is exactly what I wanted, and that's know? what that's what's like in that bowl over there is like you know this brand, this Northern Organics that oh, yeah, uh, yeah. we get weed from, and we know those guys, and and it's like they're like it's not shitty, it's just that like they're like it's grown outdoors, and it's just like yeah. it's not fucked with, and it's not going to get you crazy high, and it's yeah. just like old style weed, like yeah. that, you, that you remember smoking before you like trapped locked yourself in a room or whatever right. and was just like weeping uncontrollably <laughs> or you know whatever like you know yeah like i had it in a, a jar like i still have like a tiny bit left mm-hmm. um and i'd ba- I've, I basically stopped smoking weed because every time i would smoke from like whatever i got from the dispensary yeah it just like immediately okay time to go to bed or Oh fuck! I'm a fraud now. Right. My whole life is is an accident, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, totally. But anyway, like I ran out of that stuff, and I was out in Joshua Tree um, recently, and like I just had a little bit, so I just rolled a tiny joint. I was just like, oh yeah. Yeah. I for, I rem- I miss this stuff. Yeah. You know? I know that's how I feel too because I think I I think I had some experiences where it like f- it threw me off and it freaked me out. And so, like, I, th- I went to a dispensary one time, and I was like, hey, can I get some weed for it, like, that helps me sleep? And they were like, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. And they're like, it's called King Cobra or whatever. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, and they're like, it's a heavy indica. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I take a hit. I immediately pass out, and then I wake up, and I don't know where I'm at. And I was like, no, I want something that's going to, like, chill me out so I can drift off to sleep, not, like, put me in a coma <laughs> and have me fucking time traveling, you know? Like... <laughs> So then when I smoked like just regular ass weed, I was like, that's what I wanted. Just the regular ass weed that does all of the things that like, everyone's like, this one will make your, you know, dick hard. This one, yeah. it's like, no, just regular ass weed does all of the things that you, it's you yeah. that need to do the things that like, you right, know, right, you're the right. one that needs to like get enough exercise to sleep. Yeah, it's not exactly. the fucking weed yeah, that's totally. going to like fix this for you. Yeah. You know, uh, is it a weird, um, aside to this in, uh, as a uh, technological doomsday thing, I went to this place called MedMen. Oh yeah, MedMen, yeah. Which is just they—they literally base the store off the Apple Store. Oh right, right. I haven't been in there, but I've heard it all you about know, it. You yeah. have to greet like sure. four people <laughs> yeah. before you go in and like give them your social security number and shit. Do you have an like, appointment? 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, like now, dude, I lost my fucking charger. Like, <laughs> give me a new fucking charger. <laughs> so anyway, I walk in and I'm just like, man, this is so fucking perverse. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened to like walking into some dude's basement. Totally. Uh, some sketchy dude's basement and like, you know, he's got a ferret there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was one dude that was like, he also sold exotic animals. Yeah, of course. They always like did. a flying squirrel. Yeah. And, uh, there's like an alligator, baby alligator in the bathtub and shit. Yeah. And like, he's like bagging something up in the kitchen and it's like a baby cheetah, like showing its teeth at you. But anyway, I go into med men yeah. and I'm walking in there and I turn around and that dude, Jay Farrow walks in. Who's that? He was on SNL. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. And um, yeah, I know who that guy's. I'm just like, oh, that dude, or yeah. whatever. And he goes in and he buys this weed. And then I drive home and sit down and open Instagram. And like, the first thing I see is a DiGiorno ad featuring Jay Farrow. Right. I'm just like, yeah. They, this is fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll text people shit and then, like, see ads for, like, something I mentioned in the, you know. Right. But yeah. all you got to do is, like, fucking buy weed next to Jay Farrow. That's so weird. And you see... Did you pay Jorno. cash? Because they haven't figured that out, right? They You still have to pay cash. They have, like, ATMs and then... I don't remember. But so what you, the fuck you think? Definitely of, given info. You're yeah, your, like phone. You have to give them your info. driver's license, all sorts of shit. Yeah. So they like. So you think that because you saw Jay Farrow that they <laughs> they send you a DiGiorno ad with him on there, <laughs> or do you think, think it was they, just a coincidence? They like, they like sense who's in each other's orbit. Really? Like if I were to like look for a pair of shoes. Yeah. I think I know this actually for a fact. Yeah. If I were to be like, oh, I want to get some Nikes or whatever. I'm looking for Nikes. Yeah. You will have Nike ads on your really? social media. Shit. Um, look up like, um, I'm trying to think, what do I, what do I actually need? Like, <laughs> look up like, uh, <laughs> look up like the lottery or something. <laughs> and you need something useful. Yeah. I'll, I'll put in lo- lotto. Look up uh, uh, like uh, chiropractors. Yeah. Uh, proctologist. Yeah. Proctologist, proctologist with clean hands. Uh, now we're really getting Joe Rogany. Um, one, one more thing that I wanted to ask you about though. Like, so you made, so you made the, you made the film and like how, yeah. and, and it, and I didn't see it until later and it's been out for like about six months or something like yeah. that. Right. And then you guys went, you guys were just like, right after I saw you play, I saw you were in Mexico and you were at yeah. the Oaxacan film festival. Yeah. So we, and how did this, you get into that? We made this film and, um, it's a collaboration between me and this dude I've known forever, who's also from Seattle, right? Named John John Agustavo. Uh-huh. He did like all those Macklemore videos and shit. That's oh, yeah. sort of like how he made his bones, you know, right? Like ten billion YouTube hits, right? Um, but yeah, but you grew so, up next to Macklemore or something like that. Didn't yeah, you? I did. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. I did. That's right. Um, I remember you told me this. Now. Our moms are friends. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Right. Um, but. Yeah, so, and then he just kind of turned it over to me to, like, you know, do what I would with it, you know, and it right. resulted in basically like a Buzz Bands f- feature, you know. Like, mm-hmm. um, and you had, do you have the, like a Seattle hip hop guy in that? Oh, yeah, Nacho Picasso. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what's that guy's story? I don't really know, man. I really? Think he's younger than me. Oh, you didn't know him before then? Not really, no. Like, oh, shit. I thought you. Were, I thought this was like a dude that you grew up with or something. No, like, I didn't grow up with him. The, okay. the dude working the door, I... I oh, yeah. Uh, I have a lot of mutual people with growing up, but... Right. Nacho was... Uh, I think John's made videos for him okay. or something. 
Um, cause I looked him up after I saw your thing and then I was like, and, and it was just like all these comments about people just being like, this guy should be way bigger than he is, you know? And I yeah. was like, that's what happens if you're from Seattle, man. Like, I know. You know. It's, yeah. It's fucked. But, um, anyway, so I was like, I should submit this to some film festivals. Yeah. I didn't realize what a racket that was. <laughs> yeah, they just want money, you know, where it's like, Oh, a hundred dollars yeah. to be rejected at right. Sundance. What a great opportunity. <laughs> So yeah. I was like, I'm only going to um, apply to like ones that seem totally legit, right? And uh, and or maybe like places you want to go to, places yeah. somewhere that I would actually want to go. Sure. So Oaxaca popped up, and that's been around for like ten years, and right. a bunch of heavy hitters have shown shit there. And but so I just and it was like cheaper. I think to put a short in, it was like thirty bucks or right. something. So I submitted and got accepted, and immediately I'm just like, oh, what a fucking hoax. This is bullshit. I trace it back to this time, like, when I was in fifth grade, and, like, this dude named Pedro came to my class. I went to Catholic school. Mm -hmm. This dude named Pedro came into my classroom, and he's just like, uh, <clears throat> hey, guys, my name's Pedro. What's up? From the Paris Center. Uh, I got a question. Uh, who in here likes pizza? <laughs> and we're just like, yeah. Everyone raised their hands. Right. Like, cool. All right. Uh, who in here likes movies? Yeah. Who likes pizza and movies? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who likes free pizza? Yeah. Well, check it out. Saturday in the social hall, we got free pizza, free movies. You're invited and you don't have to pay a dime. We're like, fuck yeah. And we're like, you know, getting our... Uh, <laughs> Carpools together and shit. We're so stoked. This yeah. is the best thing that's ever happened. Right. Go up there on Saturday and like you walk in and they sit you down and they and they hand you this like slip. Yeah. And it's like, why do you want to join youth group? Oh, I thought it was like, hey, you go into a door and you're on Jeffrey Epstein's island. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been way more exciting. <laughs> but it's like, oh, I get it. This is just a ploy. Right. To get people to come and sign up for the fucking youth group. Sure. Um, anyway, I've carried that with me. But so <laughs> yeah. the, the second I get the e like the acceptance email, sure. I'm like, like, oh, oh I fuck, get now it. I gotta buy a fucking timeshare in Oaxaca. Yeah, they're like, okay, so basically they're just like sending this out to everyone just because yeah. they want bodies there. They sure, want sure. Instagram hits. They want to be hashtagged. You know, they want to yeah. be pinned or whatever. I'm like, whatever. You know. Um, well, fuck it. You know, I'd like to see this project through in some way. I'd like to go to Oaxaca. Yeah. Let's just see it through and see what it's all about. Maybe it's like some dude in the back of a restaurant with a projector or something. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Um, so anyway, like, you know, I'm, I keep getting the emails. I'm like, okay, this is seeming slightly more legit, you know. Um, so I go and then like, or, you know, I book flights or whatever. And, uh, getting closer to the thing, I get this email that says like, you're a finalist. And I'm just like, what kind of bullshit? It's like, I, you already know I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to like, you know, th this probably just means like you moved me to like a different place on the website or something. Uh -huh. Um, but go down there, you know, and it's like the entire city is like taken over by people with by people at this right. film festival right. and they're all like walking around with their badges and shit. Sure. It's like, dude, you're getting a coffee at 9am. Like, right. You don't need your credentials right now. 
but yes, I've been there. But then you go to like, then it's like opening night party, and you're just like drowning in free mezcal. Yeah, it's like oh cool, bad. yeah, all the submission fees for people who didn't get in, right? Um, but I'm like, this feels legit. This is cool. There's a ton of people here, and like yeah. I'm, you know, I will. I will make my expenses back in free mezcal. Sure. Yeah. You know, rest assured. Mm-hmm. And then the screening was cool and it was received well. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, hey, this thing is actually pretty fucking legit. And then I, I'm like, but I'm, I'm not going to go to the awards ceremony. You know, that sounds really fucking boring. Yeah. Um, but then, so fly home and then, you know, open my phone. It's like, dude, you won. Yeah. So I got a plaque in the mail. Nice. Um, but yeah, so it was just kind of a, a trip that I followed through and it ended up being really cool. It's funny, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like what we kind of started the podcast in. It's just like, I think you and I have been, you know, around the block enough. I don't think either one of us has, neither one of us is like making a living doing any, like anything, anything. <laughs> exactly but like we've been around the block enough to like have that like kind of like the sense of like you don't need the fucking tour bus to play for 15 people you don't you know you're not like this film festival like anyone can fucking start a film festival like it's 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 usually a scam but but it's nice when it fucking actually like you know, we went to a fucking thing last night where I was like, it's a magazine release party. And then you got there and it was just like, you get one free drink and you have to stand in line for half an hour. And you just like walk out of there, like with your wife going like, we knew this was going to be this yeah. way. Why did we still come? Yeah. So it's nice to hear when it actually like works yeah. out and you have a good time. But I do think that like, if you go to places, I mean, we went, the, the most fun we had on tour, I think show wise was playing in a barn somewhere in uh uh not prague but uh in in czech republic in its small town a small village Mm -hmm. and uh and we played the show in this barn and it was just amazing because this entire town came out and everybody had a good time and everyone was super friendly everyone someone showed up on a horse at the show and like wanted to talk to you and as we were walking back through the town they were having a a film festival there and they were playing a star is born on like a projector outside that was the premiere i'm sure Uh, yeah it was their premiere (laughs) but like you know like I, i feel like sometimes if you can get out of like that like that la idea of what it is man it's just yeah. like it can it can actually be a good thing because because fuck man everyone here is trying to run a fucking scam it's true man it's weird and it feels like it, it seems more like condensed into la these days than yeah ever. like it, it feels like you used to be able to live in san francisco or seattle and like still do it you know yeah now it feels like everybody's here well i think that the like you know all that all that tech stuff kind of just ran everybody out of those places yeah. and there's no room for anything else but that right. you know any 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 storefront that was a fucking maybe a gallery or a sure. music space is is now someone's loft that they're you know coding in 24 right, 7 right, you right. know and eating soylent or whatever the fuck <laughs> i mean it's coming here man i, I don't know it's like i don't know how oh, much longer yeah. we can how how much longer we can last but yeah i don't know i feel like uh i feel like you're fighting the good fight and uh i uh this is one of those ones like i haven't done i haven't i've been i haven't done the podcast in like fucking almost a year now and like yeah so this is the first episode back so i was a little nice shaky on how it's gonna go but i was thinking like sometimes it's like you know i was like oh, i should like try to get these people to do it you know and then i was i was thinking like 
I just saw you at that show and then I was like, fuck it. Like sometimes it's like the people that you're like kind of within arm's reach are, are right. maybe like, the, the, like the, the most interesting person that you should sure. be like, kind of like, but I'm so used to being around you in a weird way, like yeah, working yeah. together that I didn't right. think about it until yeah, yeah, now. And totally. then I go back and the fucking movie's been out for like, however long it's like, yeah. I didn't know, you yeah, know, yeah, like totally. it, yeah. cause it's like, Oh yeah, it's just, Ian's doing this thing, you know? Yeah. So anyways, is there anything else you got there? Uh, no, man. Okay. I think, I think we, we can, I think we covered it. Yeah. We got, we got a lot in there. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, uh, man. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> See you.